Welcome to Full of Herself podcast, the podcast about the female experience for the female experience. I'm your host, Alexa Martinez. This podcast is for women who want more, women who are unwilling to settle for anything less than juicy and aligned success. Together with my amazing guests, we will deep dive into the journey, the story, growth, fuck-ups, and everything in between. My hope for you after spending some time with us here at Full of Herself is to own your story, to stop waiting to live and create a life that you love, and hopefully walk away just a little bit more full of yourself. This is Full of Herself podcast. Let's dive in. Hello, lovely ones. Welcome to another episode of Full of Herself podcast. It is just you and me today. If you are new here, welcome. I am Lex. And today we're just going to have a conversation. You know, I was just finishing up my day of work. It's about 3.30 right now. And I created a bunch of content. I had client calls. And I just felt like there was more that I wanted to talk about and that I wanted to express um, that there was just more. And so I was like, you know what? Let me jump on this microphone. Let's have a conversation. It has been a hot second since we have had an episode of Full of Herself because of all of the COVID things and all of the life things. I mean, so much has happened since our last episode. I'm literally going to pull up. I think our last episode was with Ralphie, but I think our last solo episode, let's see here was like at least, yeah, January 24th, just absolutely not acceptable. So it's been over a month since our last episode. So much shit has happened and I just kind of want to get into it. I I specifically want to get into joy today. I have been noticing these kind of consistent themes coming up with clients, with friends, with peers in the space, in the online kind of entrepreneurial space around joy. And today I want to talk about gatekeeping our joy and why we do it, when we do it, how we do it. Because I think that as women, it's something that we do far too consistently. I think that we probably do it. I don't think we probably do it. I know that we do it unconsciously. Um, And so I want to bring a little bit of attention. I want to have a little bit of a dialogue and a conversation around what it looks like to gatekeep our joys as ambitious women, as women who are growing, as women who are really stepping into lives of alignment, lives of fullness, and lives that we know that we deserve, right? Lives that are abundant and wealthy and full, right? And so before we dive into that, um, I just want to give y'all a little bit of a life update. Like so much has happened since our last episode. And I just want to share a little bit about everything that's been kind of going on with me. So, you know, two weeks ago, I got COVID. Yes, finally, it got me, it found me. And she absolutely wrecked me, y'all. And To be honest, I am a bit precious when it comes to feeling sick. I will admit that. But holy fucking shit, it was the – it was – I don't want to be dramatic. I don't want to say it was like the worst 10 days of my life, but it was the worst 10 days of my life. Like absolutely it was. 
Um, I got so sick. I had a fever for days. It would just not, it would come and go and come and go. Um, and it was just brutal. Like me and Aiden both had it and it was just, it knocked me on my ass, but more than it knocked me on my ass physically, mentally, I was fucked up. Like it's so interesting now because I'm just reflecting on all of my time of like spiral, but it's so interesting to observe yourself kind of in third person or after the fact when you have a little bit of perspective and you have a little bit of space, but I was just unwell. I was so unwell, um, obviously physically, but I was, I was so unwell when it came to the lack of control. And yeah, obviously I'm a control freak. I would say most women are. <laughs> um, like if you're listening, raise your hand if you're a control freak. Okay, great. Everyone's hands up. Um, but this really just showed me how desperate I am for control and how, oh man, how I need the illusion of control to be okay. And I say illusion because so much of the control that we hold in our lives is an illusion, is kind of made up and is kind of this um, kind of false structure, false thing that we create to make us feel more stable when in reality, there's so many things that we don't control, right? But seeing my response and seeing how really unwell mentally and emotionally I was at the lack of control was just crazy. And and obviously so much of it had to do with my business, you know, being a full-time entrepreneur. I know so many of us can relate to this stepping away for 10 days plus, it ended up being really two weeks, um, where you're completely debilitated. You can't think, you can't create, you can't serve your clients who are paying you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's really confronting and it's really scary. And, um, it was just wild. It was wild to see how much came up for me and to see how triggered I was and to see how emotional I was. And ultimately, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in everything is a sign. Um, I'm a firm believer in, you know, feedback and lessons. I'm not trying to reframe COVID. It was absolutely fucking shit. And I would never go through that again. And if I could learn these lessons in another way, I would gladly receive them in another way. But this is how I received them. And, you know, maybe I'll do an episode on this because this could be a whole other conversation. But I've just realized, you know, how – and I want – like – literally dependent I am on my business. And, and, you know, we kind of want to use the word codependent, like in a relationship or, um, yeah, in a relationship, like we use that term like codependency, but, but I just saw how dependent I am on my business for purpose, for value, for my identity. And, you know, I don't think that there is anything wrong with that in, in a portion, right? Like obviously a part of my identity is a business owner, is an entrepreneur. Obviously, a part of what makes me so amazing and special as a human being is the fact that I am a leader and I am a coach, but I just saw how many eggs were in that basket when it came to identity, when it came to worthiness, when it came to value. And honestly, I needed to take, like sit my ass down and like reprioritize, like, and, and really it just take a step back. And so that's exactly what I've done. You know, I'm, I'm back in the business Um, I served clients for the first time today in two weeks, which was so beautiful and it felt amazing to be back in my energy. Um, But it just rocked me. It's nothing like a fucking life event, like getting really sick or just something kind of throwing your life off the rails 
to really put everything into perspective for you. And if this is a sign or if you're like kind of resonating with this, here is an invitation for you to take space so that the universe doesn't have to throw you on your ass, but so that you can just see where the gaps are, that you can see where the disalignment is. And there were so many more lessons like around rules, around things that I was allowing in my life and in my business that did not serve me. Um, and so I'm following suit and, and really trying to create better boundaries and really trying to create the reality that I want, right? I am all about having all of the control and all of the power. I'm a firm believer in that. Y'all know this. Um, but I just saw so many spaces where I was forfeiting my power for laziness, for fear, for ease, for just habits, like bad habits that had been formed. And so that was wild. But what was even more wild was the day that I got COVID, the day that I tested positive, I had a partnership with Lululemon that came out. And this was wild, y'all. And and it, it, it kind of is frustrating because I feel like I had so much kind of wind in my sails when all of this was happening. You know, Lululemon invited me to be a part of a campaign um, for their new aligned leggings that they put out and their new aligned, like, campaign, I guess. Um, lol's just not even having the vocabulary to even know. Um, and it was amazing. And like, you know, I had a fitting and I got all of this free merchandise and I got paid as talent, which was just amazing. And, you know, I really got seen as an expert in my space, you know, in the kind of mindset, um, personal development space by Lululemon, the biggest fucking, you know, athleisure brand in the world. And so, that happened the day that I tested positive and it was just kind of this whirlwind. Um, and maybe I should do an episode on this. Well, it's just so many ideas coming through, but it was wild y'all. And, and I was so emotional, like that Wednesday when the reel dropped and they, they shared the partnership, you know, I had so much love for my community, so much love from you guys on the reel. Um, but more so than anything, it was just like the representation that was just radical. And I think was shaking so many of us and just really making us so fucking proud as the Latinx community, as Latinas, um, to see someone who looks like you, you know, not only in body, but in skin color, but in the way, you know, our faces look and our eyes are different and our hair and, and so on and so forth. Like it just felt so fucking powerful. And and not only to be like a symbol of beauty or a symbol of like, oh, here's like our talent or our model, but to literally have a real speaking, like I'll link the real below if you haven't seen it. I'm sure you have because I shared the fuck out of it, but it was just such an amazing moment. And it was a moment that I was so proud to be a part of. And it, and it really kind of illuminated like a new part of my purpose for me. You know, I think, um, you know, I, I'm not a, I, I'm a firm believer that we are not meant to do anything forever. You know, I, I love coaching and I love serving and I think that will evolve and turn into something new as time goes by. Right. And so I think that there's definitely components and layers to us as human beings and as purposeful beings on this planet. And I think our purpose is always kind of showing itself and sharing itself with us through life experience. And so this experience in particular really showed me a new part of my purpose, and that is to represent the Latinx community with huge fucking brands. You know, I want to not only create opportunities for clients and for friends and for peers to be able to have those similar opportunities, but I want to be a representation for the excellence and the beauty and the intelligence and the work ethic 
that is the Latinx community, that is being a Latina woman, that is being a Latina entrepreneur and small business owner. Like I, that is just something that is welling up inside of me and making me so fucking fiery and passionate. Um, And so, yeah, it's been a whirlwind. Like the past two months, the opportunities that have come in, the perspective that's come in, the pain that's come in, like it's been a whirlwind, right? So we had this really beautiful opportunity that just like absolutely, you know, kind of shifted everything for me and kind of illuminated this new part of purpose for me. And then we had COVID come in, knock me on my ass, throw me around a little bit. And now I'm kind of on the other side, like, okay, wow. Very much feels like a new chapter. Very much feels like, okay, quarter one is done. We learned lots of lessons in quarter one. And now I want to move on to quarter two and really build something beautiful, but like full, like gas, like full accelerator, like I very much feel like quarter two is like very much like I'm ready to do the fucking work. And I don't know if you can resonate with that, but um, I'm excited to see what comes. And and you all follow me on Instagram and and I'm sure you're going to see it, Um, but I'm excited for that. So that's what's been going on with me. (laughs) Um, Lots of good things. Also some shitty things, Um, but taking the lessons and taking it all in stride Um, and with all of that being said, you know, I think, I think coming out on the other side and, and really, really asking the question, like, what do I want? What do I want this next quarter to look like? What do I want life to look like? What's really lighting me up? What's really giving me joy kind of brings me to the topic that I wanted to speak to y'all about. And that is this theme of gatekeeping our own joy. And this was all kind of inspired a couple of days ago. I was on a call with my mastermind group. I'm I have a coach and and a mastermind group that I'm a part of, and they're amazing. Um, And I just kind of sat back and listened. It's it's a really early call, and I'm not necessarily a huge morning person when it comes to talking. Um, And so I kind of just sat back and listened to the girls. Like, they all do different things. Some of them are coaches. Some of them own, like, physical shops. So it's really cool to get to kind of hear different women in different kinds of business and what they're up to and what their challenges are and so on and so forth. But it was so interesting because across the board, we kind of noticed this theme of knowing the things that bring us joy, of seeing them, acknowledging them, and actively choosing the thing that doesn't bring us joy. And I know obviously when I say it out loud and and I'm having this conversation with you, you're like, obviously we're going to choose the thing that brings us joy. But I think that like we have been so conditioned and we have been so – yeah, conditioned and trained and brainwashed into subconsciously and unconsciously believing that we do not deserve joy every day, every time, right? With one of the girls, she was kind of saying like, you know, I feel selfish for trying to align my life around my joy. And, you know, I feel like life doesn't get to be that way right? Because she's in a season where she's experiencing tons of joy and momentum in her business. And she's kind of in anticipation of it ending, in anticipation of it going back to normal. And I hold air quotes up because so much of our normal, our kind of status quo, our kind of like average is mediocre. 
is mediocrity, is feeling some level of discomfort at all times. And it just made me really curious, you know, as, as we were sitting and we were having the conversation, I was like, fuck, why do we do this? Why is it that we so clearly see our choice for joy, our choice for abundance, our opportunity to step into more, and we actively choose the path of most resistance? And even when I think about my business or even when I think about my life specifically over the past two years, I see that time and time again, you know, gatekeeping my own joy, which gatekeeps my own growth and success, right? And I want to just bring to your attention any spaces in your life where you are gatekeeping your own joy, right? And, you know, like I said, we're conditioned. This is absolutely conditioning. I don't think that this is like we're you know, we want to be miserable or anything like that. I think that we have been told so many times that life doesn't work that way. I think we have been told so many times that things have to be hard in order to be happy or in order to be successful. It has to be a struggle. I think we have been conditioned to believe that and to follow and subscribe to that narrative that we unconsciously choose the path of most resistance, we choose things that actively make us unhappy. It's fucking insane, right? That makes no sense when we're sitting here and we're having this conversation today, but it's what I see everywhere I look around. You know, it's with six-figure entrepreneurs, like in my mastermind, looking at these women who are having twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 months, and they're still choosing the path of most resistance. And then I go to my clients who are new entrepreneurs, right? And they're also choosing the path of most resistance. And it's like, wow. And, and I want to almost specify this to women. Obviously, I'm sure men do this too. I'm not a man, so I can't speak to their experience. But I want to almost say that this is something that women do more than men. Obviously, that's a massive generalization. So if you feel like you disagree, let me know. But I genuinely feel as if women bear that burden. We live in that assumption and that narrative. We choose to live in that storyline, right? And again, it's this conditioning. It's this being told over and over and over again, that's not how life gets to be for us, you know, specifically women of color, specifically women of color who are ambitious and who want to succeed, right? Who want to break generational patterns and traumas, right? And so my question, and and really the question for the group today is like, what happens if we just get to choose the joy every time? What happens if life actually does get to be that good? And here's where um, I tend to lose people in this conversation. Um, I'm not saying by life getting to be that good and you getting to choose your joy every time that you don't have to work hard or that things won't be uncomfortable, Right? I feel like I just need to clarify that because I feel like I've been having a lot of um, conversations about this, whether it's with clients, with friends. And I just want to remind you that there is no substitution for hard work and consistency. That in order to build anything new, it is going to be uncomfortable. Everything new is uncomfortable. I don't care how good it is. I would actually say the better it is, the more uncomfortable it is, right? And so I just want to, I want to add that as a caveat because oftentimes that's where I lose people in this conversation of what if things get to be that good? 
right? What if what you really want is what you really get to have? You have to take it though. You have to create the opportunities for it to come to you though, right? If you want to create a business and you want to sell something, great. You need to build trust with your audience, right? I'm not talking about magic, right? I'm talking about mindset. I'm talking about choosing your reality. I'm talking about honing your power as someone whose thoughts and beliefs affect their actions, right? And so I just want to sit with that today. I want to encourage you to sit and to ask the question, where are you gatekeeping your own joy and therefore gatekeeping your own growth, your own success, so on and so forth, right? And what does it look like, right? Why do you feel the need to choose the path of most resistance? Why do you feel or why do you, maybe it's unconscious, right? Taking a step back and really looking at it. Why do you think that you are choosing the most difficult path for you, whether it's building your business, building the life that you want, so on and so forth, right? And what gets to happen and what has to happen if you are done gatekeeping your joy? What has to shift and what has to change if you are committed to your joy every day and everything? And again, remembering that joy does not mean something will be uncomfortable. Joy does not mean that you do not have to work hard. Joy does not mean, you know, X, Y, and Z. I want to just remind everybody of that because we are so brainwashed by fucking social media and TikTok and these 30-second videos and these 60-second videos of the glow up, right? I love a glow up more than anybody. It's I'm literally in the business of glow up. <laughs> but... I'm into realistic glow up, right? Which is messy and comfortable, right? And so we're so brainwashed by watching other people's highlight reels that we think that it should be snap my fingers and it happens. I'm not, you know, like it's, oh, guys, social media. That was something that I realized in my COVID spiral that I had to change. You know, as business owners, I use Instagram as the main source. Um, main platform for my business. I get all of my clients on Instagram. And so naturally I, you know, I got to spend some time on Instagram every single day, but I was spending way too much time. I was spending three, four hours someday on Instagram. Why? Why in God's name would I ever need to be spending that much time on Instagram? And I guarantee you 90% of the time I was just scrolling mindlessly. And obviously sometimes we scroll to get inspiration. We scroll to find sounds for reels and engagement and blah, 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 blah. But like, no, bitch. No. No one needs to be on fucking Instagram three, four hours. Two hours is a lot, y'all. Like, unless you're like a social media manager, mm -mm. even at that, I bet you anything social media managers don't even spend that much time on Instagram. But that was something that I noticed. And so, you know, I was off Instagram for like you know, five days, I think, which was huge for me. Guys, I run my fucking business on Instagram. So it's like, it's scary. And I just realized I only want to spend an hour and a day on Instagram. And even that, it feels like a lot. And today I even went over that because I had to create some content in the app. But I feel so much clearer and I feel so much more inspired um, around content and around creation now that I haven't been on it as much. So highly, highly, highly recommend 
thank you for that little TED talk. We will now return back to what we were speaking about. But yes, so social media has fucking brainwashed us. It has made us think that our dream life, our dream business, our impact, it's like a 30-second reel away. It's a fucking morning routine. It's a getting your 10,000 steps. It's making your life look all fucking dreamy. I literally hate <laughs> I hate the influencers and the pe- like and the content creators on Instagram who literally do nothing but just make beautiful reels about their like day right? And and obviously it's like so aesthetically pleasing. They've got the yogurt bowl. They do the stretching. They do the five-minute journal, which I fucking hate the five-minute journal. We could have a whole other conversation about that. Um, and they're like dancing in their fucking underwear and whatever it is, right? It's like, and? Right? But we see that and we think that's how our life should look and we use that as a measuring stick of our success and it's fucking bullshit, right? I hate, hate, hate. And then they go live. I literally sat on this one girl's live. I'm not going to say who it is because she is very popular. She makes these beautiful reels. She's she's a talented content creator, absolutely so talented. But she doesn't know anything about mindset. She doesn't know anything about how do you get from point A to point B? And she, I was watching this live. She had people coming in asking her for advice, asking what they should do with their lives, asking about moving to new cities, asking about making decisions. And she's like, just do it. Yeah, you should just do it. You should just move to Costa Rica, right? And and it's like, I know she has the best of intentions, but it's like, this bitch doesn't, she doesn't know shit. She doesn't know shit about how to help you break patterns and break habits. And, and you know what? I'm probably making an assumption. Maybe she does, but from the advice I heard her give, I wouldn't. Mm-mm, no. So, anyways, sorry for the tangent. With all that being said, we're fucking brainwashed, and we think that our dream business is like a hop, skip, and a jump away um, with the right morning routine and exercise, and you know, sitting down at our laptop and goo goo gaga, all of this bullshit. And it's like. There's no substitute for work. There's no substitute for changing the way you think and changing your beliefs. There's no substitute for doing the internal work, right? And, you know, I'm not all about hard work, right? I mean, I actually am all about hard work, but like what I'm saying is I'm not about hustle. What I'm saying is I'm not about overworking or grinding or whatever the fuck, right? I am about changing your internal world, changing your beliefs, changing your thought patterns, changing the way that you view reality, changing the way you make decisions and getting really brave and getting really vulnerable and getting really uncomfortable, right? But the beautiful thing is there is joy and empowerment in all of that. Anyways, we kind of took like a left-right turn. Um, So yeah, that's what I wanted to talk to you all about, gatekeeping our joy. You know, we are magical, powerful fucking beings and – I am just so tired of us, particularly as women of color, gatekeeping our joy. I was in a client call today um, with one of my clients and she's first gen and man, I'm second gen. And, you know, there's, there is a big difference there. I, I have to say of just the mindset. And as first gen women, I just see y'all striving so fucking hard and holding so much responsibility. Um, loyalty, just pushing it, like just such fucking 
admirable human beings, but at your own detriment, right? And and I think a lot of us can resonate with that. Um, and so, yeah, I hope that you'll take a minute and you will really take a step back and, and really see how you're gatekeeping, how you are limiting, how you are diminishing your own joy, how you are choosing the path of most resistance, right? And how you don't have to do that. You really don't. You really, really don't. You get to choose the path of joy. You get to choose the path of most empowerment. You get to choose the path um, that you want. Absolutely. What you really want is what you're really meant to have. Oof, that is what I am saying to myself every single day these days. We are breaking the thought patterns. We are breaking the ideas that we don't get to have everything that we want because, honey, we do everything. Everything I desire is meant for me. My coach said something really fun that I like. She said, when I when I finally ground into a desire, when I when I finally get that moment of like, oh, I want this thing, she's like, that is the sign that it is already on its way to me. Right? I've kind of caught its frequency because it's getting closer. Right? Let's get fucking excited about what we desire. Let's stop fearing it. Let's stop seeing it as a trick or a game. Right? What if we delighted in it? What if we fucking hyped it up? What if we told everyone and screamed it from the fucking rooftops and aligned ourselves with that shit every day? Instead of our fear, instead of our self-doubt, instead of gatekeeping the lives that we want because we don't think we're worthy, because we're scared of failure, so on and so forth. So that's the tea, (laughs) y'all. All right, my loves. Well, I hope today's episode was awesome, great fun. Um, I loved hanging out with you. I really miss just doing solo episodes and just kind of like firing off like this. It's it's really, truly what brings me the most joy, just talking, y'all. Um, I do have some really fun, great, amazing guests that I am going to be bringing on, you know, throughout the year. Full of Herself is kind of this self-expression space moment in time. It ebbs, it flows. We sometimes are consistent, we're sometimes not. And I'm really, honestly, I'm happy with that. So thank you so much for hanging out with me. I love each and every one of you. And I will talk to you very, very soon. Hello, lovely one. Thank you so much again for tuning into another episode of Full of Herself Podcast. How good was today's chat? I wanted to pop on and ask for a super quick, teeny tiny favor from you, and that is leaving us a little review, a quick little comment. I know you guys love the Full of Herself podcast, and ultimately, I want it to be able to reach as many people as possible, and that is where you come in. By leaving us a review, by sharing your thoughts on the episodes that you love, we get the chance of actually getting to reach more and more people. So if you enjoyed today's chat, or if you have enjoyed a chat in the past, make sure leave a comment, give us five stars. We would appreciate it so, so, so much. Thanks again, babes, and see you in the next episode.